Okay, check my levels. Ooh, I sound good. Well, that isn't that. It's been a long day. It only took seven episodes for <laughs> you to finally get the right level of feud. <laughs> I feel very underdressed tonight. Well, you are. So, okay. Oh! You're fine. All right, everybody. Let's just start the fucking show because we're all we're both a little numb and shell shocked from what I, we've just seen. Yeah. Um, I'm. I kind. I'm of, just trying to process. I things. think I need to just go out and roam around the streets for a while and maybe pick up a hooker, or be a hooker. One or the other. In there, so you're basically going back to your old tricks. <laughs> oh, look at you! Look at you! This, um, okay, I feel this emotionally episode, gutted. This, I do not to be dramatic, <laughs> not to be dramatic, not to be dramatic at all. But I feel like, I feel like, oh, I feel like I've just been slapped to the floor by my pimp. Yes, I it, it was a lot, it was like a lot. When, Let's just read our tea bags or tea tea for two tea for you. This is tea. This is tea. This is the. By the way, this is the last episode of Feud, and I am Jake, aka Poodle, and this is some other. Hello, I'm Maddie. Yeah, we're again. We're shaken. If you we are shaken. I'm shaken to the core. Yes, that's true. We didn't even introduce ourselves. I'm shaken. You know what? I'm not going to change that in editing because that just broke this. Because that is real. What's this is a symbol of my heart. His pad just broke everybody. All right. So there's two there's two switching gears a little bit. There's two quotes. There's one that I would like to read. You mean comments. Comments. One from Jazz who says Jazz. I like the Jazz. The Werewolf of Walnut Grove, episode <laughs> fourteen of season six. Okay. First, Where he Albert was, he was correct. You know what? And someone said, if you're right, I'm gonna eat my sock. <laughs> That's exactly what she said. So I, I, I don't believe it. Let's go to the tape. By saying let's go to the tape, I mean I don't want to. You're going to rue the day. <laughs> rue the day. Anyway, I just want to say I was correct. Memory serves me but correct. But no, you weren't really correct. You said Albert was a werewolf, and you were wrong. No, I said, was he a werewolf or something like that? And you, because Jazz says, school bully Bart begins menacing his classmates, especially no, I think Albert. You said he Tired was of a harassment. werewolf. Albert so I was actually a paper correct. Mache werewolf to mask. So he he does become a werewolf. He, he becomes a mask, a, no, like Joan no. Crawford did tonight, to terrorize Bart into seizing his bullying, his behavior. See, it works it really until wasn't. Carrie opens her mouth. That's the worst uh, recap I've ever heard of an episode. Well, but anyway, copied it. You know what? But all right, Jazz. Thank you. Give me the you. next one. Um, you can read that one or that one. Let me see. I hope you're doing well. Oh, I like I like gay reality bites. Or sorry, Gary okay. reality. It's Gary. Gay reality bites. <laughs> That I just cough like movie. Betty Davis. It would be, yeah, that would be good. It's like Winona Ryder, but gay. Um, er. Gary Reality Bites 1 says, Hi, guys. I hope you're doing well. The best thing about watching Feud has been your recaps. Thank you, Gary. Oh, that's As sweet. we close a chapter tonight, that means so much. It does. You both are hilarious. Some of my favorite moments of the show are Jake's amazingly odd tales of Southern life and Manny rolling his eyes. Um, That's the other way around. <laughs> he loves us, but he mixed us up. And dramatically staring into the camera. That is definitely the other way around. But you know what? We we don't differentiate ourselves in other 
That's me rolling my eyes. Yes. Giving epic silent shade. Thanks for being the highlight of my week and making me so- You know what? Just because we made you happy, it doesn't matter if you mix us up. Because, you know, all Southern queens look alike. Boy, that's so, true. You know, so... That is true. I, I kind of understand that. So, Gay Gary, Reality Bites 1, went on a rider. So we Ooh, salute you. I didn't know this. Salute We're going to do this. I'm going to read another one because Gabrielle oh, Rivas God. says... Why, why not? Let's throw the whole format out all, the window. She said... Fuck it. She says, Dear Jake and Maddie, I've been loving your recap of Feud for the past few weeks. Thank you, Are you, you making dear. this one up? No. And she says, It's a great series. I'll revisit. That's wonderful. She said, I'm prever- She's preparing for the inevitable series finale that we watched tonight. She's listening to Ooh. Joan Crawford reading from her book... My Way of Life. Oh, yes, I'm, which we saw talking about go- tonight. And she said it's a five-record set of her book. I can't. I kind of oh, want to read she it. She said you can find it on YouTube. So we'll find it, and we'll put the link in there. Yeah, we're going to have to look Ooh. at that. Because everything she said tonight, like things like, you must uh, uh, you must be good company at parties you and sit, things like I that. I sit on hard chairs. Soft yes. chairs make your hips your straight. Your hips straight. <laughs> that was great. That's from Gabrielle from Brooklyn, New York. Thanks, Brooklyn. thanks, Gabby thanks, from Gabby. Brooklyn. We appreciate you. Hey, okay. hey, we appreciate your Brooklyn hey. accent. Hey, no, it's just like it's just like a Brooklyn accent. Hey, are you talking? Are you talking? Because I'm you walking sound, here. You sound, hey, like, I'm walking. You a, yeah, you have a speech impediment, like a waterhead baby. Let's move on. I think waterhead I, baby is offensive. I think it's hadrocephaloid. <laughs> hadrocephaloid. Sure. Sorry, sure. that's what they called them when I grew up. Well, hydrocephalo. Wow, I'm glad we've offended already the Jews and the hydrocephali <laughs> in this episode. <sighs> All right. All right, everybody. Sorry, we're going to have to tr- see if we can get this done. We're, we're doing this late tonight because <sighs> I, had, I had a certain uh, uh, job issue that I had to finish tonight, and we're tired, and we're just going to get it done. That's a beautiful violin playing. Thank you. Um. So let's jump into our tea bags. I'm. I, it was actually from all by myself. It was the interlude of all. It by did myself not sound very Celine good. Dion. All right, you, why don't you go first? <clears throat> no, I, w- I want you to go first. Okay, because I want to do things opposite. Okay, I I think the first thing that I want to you know we've always talked about this show, but get you, to it. Man, the art direction because this this really they jumped into a different decade here. They did, and I, and I want to talk about that later too. The the way just even like that one shot of Joan Crawford sitting on her bed, and you're forgetting the sixties how the bed perfectly yeah. matched the curtain. The sixties, the sixties slash seventies, the the tra- transition into those like the late sixties was really big. Yeah. yeah, and and I just felt modern. It felt modern. And the I'm going to talk about the scene later, but the art direction too of just like the lighting where Joan Crawford was on that in that cave in the set with the introg or whatever it's called, and and poor her, trog and her hat, Joan Crawford's hat with the with the fur. You know, she kept Aretha right, Franklin she kept it. wishes she had a hat like that. Oh, Aretha Franklin, remember that inauguration she hat? Had that hat? Remember the first time you saw at 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 the the first and Obama inauguration when you saw the Aretha hat. I do. Oh, I do. We I remember all, where I we was. All, we all saw it, and we were all a little speechless. It's probably the way people felt about JFK or 9-11. <laughs> you remember where you were with that when hat. you saw that hat. Ooh. And it was just so – look, I bled all over this paper. 
What? Sorry, that's that's another. Why why are you talking about having a period in the middle of no a my thing? finger? Do you have was your myriad? Because you're acting emotional. No, I'm just emotional because you know what? People get emotional, and that's okay. People. I'm going to start talking. God damn it. Where's my... I've got to get that penny jar. In the world. All right. I'm going to keep talking. All right. Um, My first thing is when they talk about the buckle... When oh, she's the store in Oklahoma. Teeth. That's where we shop at the buckle. <laughs> that's all that's in Mountain View Mall. That's all you can get. My dad makes me go there every Christmas to get a buckle gift card. I gotta card. get something with the buckle. He's like, get something for Janet. At the buckle. Yep, for his wife. And so I get something with the buckle. So she loves the buckle. So if you're a that's, gay guy in the South and you don't want to look too gay, but just a little gay, they go have, to the buckle. They have like jeans with like the white lacing on the side. That is Embroidery it's, jeans. It's honestly where gay men in the South go. I think they steal their leading fragrance there is Curve for men. <laughs> I loved Curve for me. I wore the shit out of that in seventh grade. I'm glad you don't wear cologne anymore, by the way. I liked it. it I wore Curve because I never went straight. But I really appreciate you not wearing cologne anymore. I just don't wear it around you. Really? Yes. Do you wear it to work? Yes. People out there, put in your comments, Do you? Are, is anyone really wearing cologne anymore? Nobody cares about this. No one. Yeah. You're right. No one cares. Yeah. But I'm saying people around you are sensitive to smells. You're right. And you no one's wearing. Be... Britney Spears hasn't made billions of dollars from selling perfume. Yeah, but it's trashy people. You know, curious isn't bad. Don't not. Let's move on. Try it. Um, anyway, the buckle is when Joan Crawford was having teeth problems, and she had all of her molars taken out to make her jawline look better. That is, and you know what? Ridiculous. Does anybody know where I can get that done? <laughs> Because that sounds really great. Um, does anybody know a dentist who would actually do that? Because. Oh, my gosh. Private message me. Um, anyway, that's fucked up. But I can't honestly say I didn't want to do boy, it. But boy, it's shocking, though, at the what kind of got me about that. She's like, scene. it was all done. Everyone did it. Yeah, it's. What shocked me about that is that it still shocked me. After all we've seen in these seven episodes yep. of what these women have been through, that that – The studio I system – if, if you read a book on it, if you read a book on the studio system of Warner, you know, all, all the, um, the MGM, the studio system was fucked up. A lot of the places that we live, this actually, this apartment, is one of the ones we think that was built for – to house studio um, women especially who came out here who wanted to be stars. Oh, and, for Paramount? Because mm-hmm. we're close to Paramount, yeah. Yep, Paramount's not very far. So, But yeah, it was, was, not, a, wow. was, not, a, was not a kind mistress. A lot of dreams have system. died in here. We should have a lot a of the dreams have died. Or a gay, I, I guarantee, a gay aunt. I guarantee you. Why someone, haven't we had a gay aunt? Someone has died in this apartment. I guarantee you. You almost did. <laughs> That's true. This, this apartment's 1921, <laughs> so some, someone's died. Anyway, wow. I, I love talking about the buckles, so... What's your next one? We speak your language at the buckle. That's the theme song for the store. Mm-hmm. All right. I I have to say, you know, this is one thing. You know, Betty Davis is known to have said this, and uh, Jessica Lange has said this, that this is what kind of what she has came away with for this character. But, you know, I have to say, like, we've talked about Joan Crawford, like, really going into madness, especially last episode, and being crazy. But, I mean, the... I don't know the better word is like the chutzpah or the drive of this one. That she just she got up and she just kept 
going when she's but I think I think it was necessary and and I well I think she she desperately needed to work because for her work equaled love yeah and the only way she could get love was to work and to be respected and I, I honestly don't think she loved. And this is this is kind of controversial. What I'm saying here, I may be making some news. Um, <laughs> when he says controversial, there's going to be like three <laughs> queens that go, "Oh, girl, I can't believe you said that." And I'm then breaking, the rest of the world keeps turning. I'm breaking some news. <laughs> the Earth is spinning on the same axis. Um, I don't know if she really enjoyed acting. Um, I think she might have enjoyed the accepting part of it because there are a lot of actors out here. This is Los Angeles who need to be loved. Wow. And sometimes they do it for that reason. Yeah. And I think she was one of those. Betty Davis, on the other hand, loved the work. She loved getting into a character. She loved um, uh, – and but uh, the same way, I think she enjoyed the the lauds as well. So. No, no, I think so too. And it, but that scene where she just, uh, where she's walking the set of Trog, right? That's what it's called. And she's Trog. just trying to get and the blocking the, right. And she's in that cave, and she just sits down at that cave. And that moment where you see her almost kind of—it's like she just accepts, like the changing in the van and all this. And she just puts on that mask, and it's just—I actually thought that was one of the worst parts of the show and i thought it was overdone uh i, I no, i just i kind of went okay we get it but that's We're, joan crawford though nothing is subtle about her that's yeah but that didn't happen me. and that was written by a tv writer but anyway you know, that we could go a whole teabag about what was real and what wasn't i know but that but it was too much it was too much and it was t- that was totally like and but i it, they, but the idea was it may have happened, and that's what I want to get to later on because I knew what what now we get into. At the end of this episode, it was pure non-biography. Yeah. And that's what I – but I want to talk about and this that's next one. the rest of the story. Remember um, Paul Harvey? I love Paul Harvey. He's dead now. Oh. I know. That's um, sad. So as Maddie said, we're getting into the 60s. And Welcome to the sixties. I knew oh, I should not oh, ever said oh, that. Oh, 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 hey, mom, hey, mom, look around. Everybody's dancing. Let's just to wait a good for this. Sound. Let's just hey, wait through this. Well, I go, go, go to the sixties, and you I went are, to the sixties. You are right dancing on their graves. Come on, original gibberish, mama. Welcome to the sixties. Now we're just in gibberish. That's me hitting him because it's the only response. I'm done. Thank you, God. Um, so we're in a different time, and as he said earlier, like time uh, uh, relationships between men and women are changing. But the comp when they were filming Trog, and she was also the kind of the the disjunction between her reading about her lifestyle book, mm-hmm. which yeah, comment about when she's like, you must blah blah blah, you know, and then she's having to change in the car, yes, and it's all about you know the the nice things you have to do, and like that's brilliant. The editing there is just like I was watching and going, yes, taking a very abject thing that she has to do that. That very abject thing on the screen, and then her saying something like, "You must always make everyone feel comfortable." I love meeting people, well, and she, she doesn't. And she doesn't. She always had. We got to get that book. We do. Well, I want to hear her read it. It's, I'm going to post a YouTube clip. She always had this kind of bipolar view of the world, and yes, and it, it was just, and 
till the end. That's what like is again kind of just like you admire her, but you're like, wow, till the end she had that. Agreed. What's your next one? My next one is um, oh, there's so much. There's so much. Mine is I um I so switching gears talking about Betty Davis. Okay. Sure. And um well first of all, I loved kind of the way this episode was where I felt like the first act was kind of like you see Joan Crawford and then what I liked that you didn't, but when she puts on that mask and you I, I like, didn't like it. Well there's definitely though you see like she's accepting this is a bit Yeah, kind that, of the that was what the end. writer told you, but that's fine. Well I know, but but what I feel like that was echoed is in, in the second act with Betty Davis when we're kind of hearing about Betty Davis and we're seeing her life and where she at and you know one of these thing, one of the things that kind of always uh, grounded Betty Davis was the way she felt about her family, and that she talked about her family, kids, and that yeah, scene and then, when the restaurant where her daughter, the daughter comes in and says, a, "You know what? You don't get to see the kids without us." There. Yeah, and she left her there because she swatted kind of, our kids. I thought that like arc of both of those women of that way that ended in Act Two was just like, yep. This was like seeing a seeing a Stephen Sondheim musical for the first time. It was just. You know what? I'll kind of agree with that. <laughs> that, that. This was like... This was like... There were a lot of layers, like Sondheim. A lot of layers. You know what? If you don't know Sondheim, Google it. Google As has, as has been said. But yes. Look at it in the woods, goddamn you. It was... but And Betty Davis, when she's sitting there but eating... But don't look at passion, because it's boring. <sighs> That's boring. But when <laughs> she's uh, when she's wearing that beret... Oh, uh, uh, I actually wrote down beret, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, yes... That's, that's that's one of, gay. that's one of that my is comments. The gayest fucking comment. <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, um, I have a really my next thing had to do with Betty Davis is filming that movie, um, with uh, uh, Faye Dunaway as the lead, and she's Amy, oh, I, Amy Simple McPherson's mother. I wish. Man, I do wish that I was. I kind of thought they were going to show us an old Faye Dun or like young mm. Faye Dunaway, and that would have been so amazing. For those of you who don't go, for those of you who are who aren't as gay as we are, Faye Dunaway was the lead in Mommy Dearest, the Joan she Crawford was. story, which Faye um, Dunaway says ruined her career. Yeah, that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she suppo- says- also supposedly for anyone who lives in Los Angeles, Faye Dunaway lives in West Hollywood and is a complete nightmare. Yeah, uh, everyone has a problem. She working says with the her. movie. She says that the mommy dearest movie. He said it painted a picture of her of being <laughs> a terrible person. But as we can see, yeah. she did that herself. She did the, uh, anyway, so they show a scene where everyone's waiting. In, I like, loved her in Supergirl, though. Loved her in Supergirl with Helen Slater. There we are. I love that film. Shut up. <laughs> loved it. I'm going to keep talking the now. Best work. Just shut up. So anyway, it's late. It's three thirty a.m. <laughs> um, and, and I just need to talk. Um, so Faye Dunaway is still not in set, and one of the great uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Carson Johnny Carson clips has Johnny Carson talking to Betty Davis, probably in the seventies, saying, "Is anyone you didn't really get along with?" And she even says, "No, John and I were fine." Blah blah blah, and she's like. Was there anybody? And he went, she said, Faye Dunaway. Called her out. She was late. She was rude to the crew. She was the most unprofessional actress I've ever worked with. She did that on national television. Television. 
That's she fucking read balls. that bitch. That is balls. I know, and and that that's why I, was, I love they put it in here because that's where she developed that hatred, and I love it. Anyway, mm. I enjoyed it. So, um, so there's okay. I'm just What's so your next much. one? You should have so, marked it. God, no, I did mark it, but I'm just going. So when <clears throat> this is jumping forward a little bit. But oh, great! I love that. So after Joan Crawford had passed away, and we yeah, we're jumping forward a lot because I still want to talk about the regrets game and all yes, that I do too. But you're moving That's past the point it. of the tea bags. We just well, fine. We can talk it's about just the regrets a fucking game. free for all. You know what? I didn't know there was an order because we started to have one, and then you said, "Okay, that's too much." Okay, we just okay, need okay to go. here we go. Let, let's first talk about how this episode breaks the frame. We were doing a strictly biographical show. Mm-hmm. Then as soon as Joan Crawford kind of goes into this where Hedda Hopper and Jack Warner at the table, we're like in a different place. We're in some type of narrative, creative show. And I mm-hmm. that's when I said, okay, we're, we're in a new place now. And Tim and Nier, call us. Let us know what we Tim really – Tim what, what was, we what was it like in the writer's room? We do. I'm going I'm I'm to ask him and for And I'm an proud for you for saying Tim Maneer instead of Tim Meaner. Well, it took <laughs> – I'm going to tweet him and say, can we interview you? I would love to interview I'm him. Gonna live with- I'd like to know that. I hope so- you wear a different shirt if we do. I'll wear something that a, <laughs> a V-neck t-shirt. Yes. I'm, you know what? You know what? I've been working, trying to make my rent all day, and playing piano for singers. And it was a lot. Rehearsal. And I can't put on any more clothes. Um. Anyway, so well, you know, my grandmother did that. By the way, jumping to the regrets game, my grandmother. I was with her like her last month and a half of she life. She played piano. Yeah, I tried to, but no, she died of cancer. And but she did way she, to bring it down. But no, she was having full on conversations with my uncle Jerry, who died of meningitis when he was twelve. Talking to her son, talking to people that weren't there in the room. Full on. Co- so I know Mental that was, illness or. Inspiration. Well, I think just I think people just I think when your mind is starting to because cancer is eating your mind, uh, eating your brain. So I think it just all starts to go. And on a more a, a more higher note, well, this um, episode ended sad. The party scene. So we have Hedda Hopper and Jack Warner, and so they're playing poker. She's in a different place. No, they're not. They um, were. They were playing cards. Okay, some kind. They of were card playing game. cards. So. Anyway, and Heather, Heather Hopper has a great feather hat on, as usual. As per usual. Um, don't ever say as per usual again. Um, so uh, we're. I, I wrote down we're moving in a different territory, and this is more of a more of a different a tactic. So they're playing the regrets and wishes game. Forget regrets. You know, I'm sorry I sang that. Because I hate this show. I'm. Because life I think, is darling. I, I think no you were sorry word. before you sang it, and you see, so you still need to do it. Now it's in my head now. No well, day. If I beat your today. head against the ground, will it come out? We really because that's what needs we, to happen. Why would we say no gay? But to, but that because day. I'm I'm not I'm not bowing at the throne of rent. And no one needs to hear our choices in selecting cabaret gay songs. Anyway, let's like move it. on. Anyway, um, you're talking about the game. So she's seeing them play so, poker. And then she's saying they're, – so they're saying, you know, I don't um, – I don't know why um, – I, I don't know I don't know why I treated you so poorly. Mm-hmm. 
And so I, I think this was a nice way to end the series. I do I think it was accurate? Probably not. It was a little buttony. Yeah, it was a little but that's a great way to put it. It was yeah. a little neat. It was a little yeah. little neat. Um that unnecessarily so. But I loved the 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 way it was done. Um uh, anyway, that's all I have for the game. But the way they came, but what made it worth it is when they came <clears throat> out of it, and Mama Sita kind of like yes! brings her back, to, and then when she turns on I the just lamp, guessed. she did. When she turns on the lamp, and then you see that second where Jessica Lange basically won an em- got nominated for an Emmy for yeah, this episode. Yeah, and, and Susan honestly, Sarandon too. She looks just <clears throat> like the promo videos when she was in um, uh, a Long Day's Journey into Night. The the um, the uh, fuck. The play. Who wrote Don't Lose Journey in the Night? Oh, God. It's gonna kill I don't me. know. Yeah, you didn't get it. You weren't in theater for a long time. But when she, she turns on a lamp, and then you, we have this moment where Joan Crawford kind of sees her surrounding, and you think she's going to react negatively. And then again, this is what happens when you're a week before being dead, is that she just kind of switched. She was like, oh, hello, Mama Right, Sita. she knew. I, I have to say, too, just like <clears> – <throat> That going in a segue, you know, talking about when Betty Davis, when she was at her last Academy Awards appearance, I think it was her last one. Ooh, that was good. And when, because you, you never think about, even I watch the Academy Awards and you'll see, really? Like, are you kidding me? Like, Gary Marshall died or whoever, and they only show like two seconds. Yep. And then but, she's like, that's all any of us are ever going to get. But I've never thought about what is it like to be an actor that's devoted 50 years of your and life. And you get three seconds and, and three Sarah McLaughlin se- singing over your name. Picture of dogs. All right, that's enough. Um, anyway, but yes, I... But when they all toasted her, um, again, that you got to give that to Betty Davis. She did have respect for her, right. and so that's why it was. I so, also sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, I also love the we all, we finally understood the frame. Like you saw the documentary, and uh, oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I and that was a great that was a great detail because we knew there was a documentary being filmed. Then we we met him, and then we saw her refuse to be a part of it. Yes, and but. That part of it has we, out of respect we, we saw for it. Joan. Yes, but then you, but then I'm, so this is what I kind of wonder. What do you think was the part that I felt was confused me is what What do you think was her motivation? Whenever the reporter called Betty Davis and said Joan Crawford is dead, do you have a comment? And she said the famous quote. <sighs> I think I think she was doing one last stitch at fame. Do you, like, because she, she knew she would, David, she, would, she would be remembered for how she talked about Joan Crawford. And I think that that was going to get her one more big news story. And it did. And it did. And honestly, because Betty Davis always wanted to work. She wanted to work not because of the accolades, but because she needed to work. She needed to work. And Betty Davis basically worked until she couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, and she made what so many movies after all that she made Watcher in the Woods, as we all know. Karen, there, Karen. And you think I do a bad Betty Davis? I think it sounds just like her. No. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, that, those are those are my tea bags. But I have some quotes. Well, I want to say this just kind of like overall something that it 
that I love because I love this kind of stuff. But I mean, th- not to bring it down, but this <clears throat> this episode really just kind of brought home that like no matter what we create in life, like we all kind of die the same and. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It really. <laughs> wow. Everybody take that in. No, it really. But it did. It really did. You know, take your antidepressants or if you're thinking about hanging yourself, <laughs> do it now. But no, I thought it was. Got that noose ready, everybody? <laughs> Start on it. But no, it is. Wow. <laughs> but no. You know what? We do this to entertain people. You know that, right? You know, I know. But, you know, we're real. Okay. We're real, but yeah, but there's difference between well, real. You let and me bring it back depressing. up. Who was it? Was it Jack? Was it Hedda Hopper? Who was it? Said that, or was it Jack Warner that said that in Joan Crawford's Street? That's about what you leave them with is a different legacy. Who said that? Because I thought that was beautiful. Because it was so true that people do remember more of the good. I just want to kill myself now, <laughs> thanks to you. Um. I'm going to go on with my quotes because that was just sad. Well, you know what? I'm real. <laughs> I'm like Jennifer Lopez. Because I'm real the way you walk, the way you talk. Everyone just take a moment to think how sad that this is. is. He's singing a Jennifer Lopez song. So some Not quotes. a good one. Um, uh, John Crawford, when someone says – you can, I think you can stop looking – Worrying about the way you look now. I'll stop worrying about the way I look when they dip me in formaldehyde. That's the truth. Same thing for me. Um, do you have any others? I had um, the quote that I really liked is when <clears throat> at the Oscars when Betty Davis says, I'm going to start using this where I'm going to just say, I'm not here to present. I'm here to preside. Oh, I was going to use that one, but you're right. I like well, that one too. You would say that. Um uh, you do like to hold court. I do. Uh, problem. Uh, I and I was going to talk about John Crawford is dead. Good. And I was going to say I'm not here present. I'm here beside. Oh my god! But I did say when at the very end when Betty Davis is talking to the documentarian why she won't talk about John Crawford, she says we did one picture together. She was a professional. That's amazing. That's amazing. Oh, and then it leads into that final shot where it shows them what the first day was like. That was yeah. It also again. I just want to know before t- anyone else had fucked with their fucking relationship. Tim Meaner, please, because Tim Meaner, as someone says. But no, it's also like when Betty Davis tried to call Joan Crawford. Oh, and she these moments. I wonder if that really happened. These are what I call blue ball moments. Boy, I don't think it really happened. I think these are more rainbow ball. I don't think anybody's. Anyway, we really enjoyed this fucking show. Oh. Can you look up something for yes. please for me? You know, we really, I, I don't really know what we're gonna do. Enjoyed this. It, it, it was almost too much, and we only feel like we have one thing to say because both these women did everything they did for what? It, was, it is four letters, and it begins with L, and ends with lube. L. They did it for lube. <laughs> It ends with O-V-E, you fucking cretin. <laughs> so we, the only way to end this. <laughs> just said loop. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish because we've talked about earning the ending this earnestly. We did. Sorry, I, I brought it down and then you got on to me for being real. Kiss today. Goodbye. goodbye.
the sweetness and the sorrow. We did what we had to you, but I can't regret what I did for love. What I did for love. You're going in the wrong key. No, I did. You did the next one. Um, look, my eyes are dry. The gift is ours to borrow. It's as if we always knew. And I won't forget what I did for love. What I did for love. Just like Betty and Joan. Gone. Love is never gone. As we travel on, love's what we'll remember. Take it. Kiss today goodbye. And point me toward tomorrow. We did what we had to do. Won't forget, can't regret what I did for love. Let's end it. What I did for love. What I did for love. They did it for love. We love, love you, Fuse. We love you, both oh, of you. Oh, God, I can just cry now. Die. Anyway, we love <sighs> all of you. We love all of you, too, and we're doing this for love. We are. We'll see you on our other recaps. Of the God knows believe- what we're going to do next. You know what? I can't even be about to say this. Fire Island on Logo. <laughs> Oh boy. We're going to do it. You know what? This it's is like 27. This is like Trog for Joan Crawford. This is, this we are going in a mini ramp on a mask. We are slumming the fuck out of this motherfucker. That starts. That show starts on April 24th. That's Thursday. 27th, you shit. Whatever. Sometime. But we'll see you at Riverdale. We love you guys. Bye. This has been a fun one.